Welcome to Supplier Experience Live from Hicks, where we explore all the latest topics, trends, and discussion points in the world of procurement, procurement technology, and supplier experience management. My name is Duncan Clark, and welcome to the podcast. For this session today, we're making the short trip to Brighton in southern England to join Ian Campbell McKenna. Ian is Managing Director at Sourcing Solved Talent Advisory Consulting and host at the Procurement in 5 Minutes podcast. Over the past 16 years, Ian has been working with clients to help them successfully optimise the outcomes of their investment in procurement technology and through to uh, areas such as innovative change management strategies, including advanced hiring practices, a topic we'll dive into today. So welcome, Ian, and thank you for joining us today. It's an absolute pleasure, Duncan. Thanks for having me on the show. Delighted. So let's first of all dive straight in with it then. Um, Digital transformation, massive topic. Um, But what trends are you seeing in procurement as far as digital transformation is concerned? So what type of projects are organisations running and and what kind of outcomes are they seeking? It's a good question. I think um, if we kind of roll it back a little bit, I think a lot of organisations, when we think about digital transformation, uh, we always think, you know, I see many companies think digital transformation really is an IT project. However, you know, change and transformation really starts with people. So if you look at transformation as a whole, you know, McKinsey suggests that 70% of transformation projects fail. Forbes, they put the figures at about 84%, and I believe Genpack at 75%, which implies that really two out of every three projects fail. And why is that? Well, that's mostly due to the team's not really been open to change, and the traditional capabilities such as research, strategy, project and change management are really still required in any digital any sort of digital transformation program to be successful so that really means that we have to approach digital transformation in the new way rather than approaching it in the old way because technology isn't going to fill the talent gap it's people who influence change they are the catalyst to whether a project is successful or whether it fails. So what I'm seeing as a whole is when organizations are implementing S2C or P2P, they're always looking at it from an IT perspective, but I always see it as it starts with people, then process, and then technology, because it's the people who need to adapt their way of working to embrace new technology. But as soon as it's seen as an IT project, the people side of things falls by the wayside. And that's why I see a lot of digital uh, implementation projects, specifically in procurement, fail purely because it's seen as an IT project. And this partly answers my next question, actually, but you, you talk about a three-step process to bridge the gap between digital promise and digital realisation. Just out of interest, how do you define that gap between the promise and the realisation? What's your experience there? Well, as I said beforehand, it's, you know, it always starts with the people. And when we're looking at, 
say, for example, if we're helping an organization understand how do we successfully implement a digital technology? Well, first of all, we need to really assess what is a current procurement team? What is the talent like in our organization now? So who are the people who are capable of change? So we look a lot at the, the cognitive abilities and when people are resistant to change, it's very difficult to get them involved in a change project. So first of all, we assess their current procurement talent team to understand where is my team right now? Uh, where do I need to get to? And which individuals will help me go on my journey? Then we align the existing skill sets with the overall business's strategic objectives. And then we look at the overall talent that they have internally and then make a decision well do we have to go externally to the marketplace to acquire the needed talent to address any remaining sort of skill set gaps so it's building a visual picture for cpos to help them understand okay so we're implementing some digital uh, technology who's coming on that journey who's going to help me lead that project and not forgetting that this is about people really being open to change. And we are implementing digital technologies to make procurement's life easier. But, you know, procurement's getting bogged down with mundane tasks. And I feel that technology can really help said individuals. But first of all, we have to get the right people to help us in that journey, then a process and then technology, I believe in any transformation, it starts with the people. So in terms of the, the three steps, if I've got this right, it's one, assess the team, two, align the skill sets with the objectives um, that, that the organization has in mind, and then three, uh, assess the overall talent, look at the look at the gaps and, and address those gaps. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, we put three steps as assess, align and acquire. So assessing your current procurement team, then aligning the existing skill sets with the strategic objectives, and then acquire the needed talent to address any remaining skill set gaps. And I'd like to talk a little bit about change management strategies. This, this is an area that, that comes up often. What's involved here, and we often hear also that this is the area that organisations find the most difficult to, to tackle. So why is that the case? Again, I think it's about people and it's it's really assessing the you know your your current team to understand who who can embrace change. And I hate to say it, but there are organizations where there are, there are people in the team who don't want to embrace change. And you can do as much as you possibly can to help them move forward into the new digital era. But some people just don't want to and they are happy doing the things that they've always done. Change is scary to them. And unfortunately, in a lot of change projects, as you know, we see it as being an IT project and not people led. It's sort of implemented without getting the team involved. And, you know, when I, I always say if, if you're selecting any digital technology, you have to get the users involved who are the people that are going to be using this can we get a trial can people play around with the tool to understand will it make my life easier and if it will then they'll probably be more inclined to embrace that change 
But as I said, a lot of change projects fail because, you know, as I said beforehand, we see this as, as an IT project and not as a people project. And that way, we're not really looking at how is this going to impact my team? Will it actually make their job easier? And if you've got some technology that, say, for example, I've got three touch points to get an invoice paid uh, currently, and then you select a new new technology, and then there's five touch points. That's really difficult to say to someone, look, there's more touch points for you to do the same job, but you have to change. And they're thinking to themselves, well, that sounds crazy to me. So I think many change projects and strategies fail, specifically on the technology side, is we approach that we IT in mind, and that's their main hit point rather than thinking about people. And changing gear slightly here, um, Procurement in Five Minutes, the, the podcast, um, it's one that I listen to, but for, for those who are perhaps new to it, um, could you tell us a bit more about the idea behind it and also what type of questions you've been tackling? Yeah, so for us, it, it really started with, you know, the first lockdown. And I listened to a lot of podcasts and some great podcasts out there. However, I, I felt, you know, there were some podcasts out there where I believe they could have got to the point, you know, in five to ten minutes. And I wanted to set a, a podcast up that really scratched past, you know, scratched beyond the veneer and really addressed the, the pain points that procurement are facing on a, on a daily basis. So we've covered topics like, well, automation replace a procurement professional. You know, how can you promote the procurement function to attract fresh talent? Uh, what is the fifth generation for purchasing professionals? And how important from a, a purchasing or a procurement professional seeking employment, how important are resumes in the hiring process? So we've really been looking at a wide array of subjects that procurement professionals and leaders face on a day-to-day -day basis, rather than jumping on the bandwagon and looking at you know, all the hot topics that are, are buzzwords, but there's no substance behind it. So we really wanted to get to the heart of, of procurement people's issues and problems. And also to share procurement leaders' experiences and what they've went through in their career. Because what we've been seeing is a lot of procurement people who have just came into the profession, they are listening to a podcast to learn from other people's mistakes, how to avoid the pitfalls in their career. And, you know, if they're going through some sort of change or transformation they've got some real market leading individuals giving advice which can only be a helpful thing in my opinion yeah i think it's a, a great idea and as you say there's really useful advice on there i do love that you can just dive straight into a question as well um which uh, as you say get gets to the point with that practical advice very quickly um i'd love to know then how do you see procurement evolving over the next five to ten years from some of these discussions that you've had? And also, what future skill sets do you think procurement practitioners will need? It's a great question. I think procurement will obviously need to start to embrace um, artificial intelligence. And we'll see a lot of uh, statisticians, data scientists, 
there will be a lot of technical uh, skills required within procurement. But I also believe that there'll be more, more of a focal point on the soft skills, because as we start to see AI coming in and things being more and more automated in the procurement processes, I believe that our human skills will become imperative. I run, I've done an article with uh, uh, Dr. Carsten Marshalls on, on AI, and, and I think AI is a great thing, but AI doesn't know what it's like to be human. And that's something that us as procurement professionals have got in our favour. So we will have to start to really become more of a business advisor I see it as becoming more of a business advisory role. So I think there's a place in, in procurement for everyone. We'll have a very technical people, uh, sci data scientists, uh, statisticians, uh, but we'll also have our business people who will be having discussions with the stakeholders who will be doing the blue sky thinking. So I believe that the, the role of procurement will be dissected into different elements and I do think the technical competencies will become more and more present but I don't think that the soft skills and the ability to become a business advisor will be brushed to the wayside I definitely believe it will become more and more present in the procurement position and businesses will be starting to focus more and more on on those soft skills now, in the answer there, you've just mentioned uh, one of those technologies, AI, which always gets me thinking. And this is one of my favourite questions, actually. Um, but from, from your perspective, what's the most innovative thing that you've seen in procurement recently? I think, you know, AI has, I've seen a lot of organisations automate uh, a lot of tasks for procurement, which I think is great, because those mundane tasks, for example, if you look at contracts, for example, it takes hours and hours of a procurement professional's time to sift through different contracts. But for example, using bots to go through uh, all of those contracts and really pick out the areas that are different, that differ from one contract to the other, so that we can focus our attention on that. I think that's a great thing to have, you know, AI involved and in, in, in reading through those contracts. And because a lot of contracts are very, very similar. So that's a great thing to be implemented into procurement. I also see from a, from a business perspective, which really I've seen some organizations do cross-pollination. So getting people from different um, areas of a business to come into procurement, so second them into procurement to really understand what is it we do, what's the value add. And obviously the word procurement doesn't do it, uh, justice because you know procurement's about acquiring things purchasing things so I think that's also a great idea and, and, and helping other major stakeholders in the business understand what do we do what's the value add and I've also seen organizations go one step further uh, and basically second their uh, procurement team into different organizations so you know say for example they're an FMCG company putting them into a pharma company for six months. So they, they really get an understanding of how procurement differs from industry to industry, which I think is fantastic because, you know, they 
their employer employee com then comes back to their organization and they can they can really start to learn new things or new strategies or new ways of approaching uh, current issues or potential problems that could be coming up in the foreseeable future. So I think that's some really good strategies that I've seen some CPOs implement. Definitely fan fantastic advice there. And and for you, what, what's next for you, Ian? What's your next priorities or projects that you're looking to work on? So for us as a business, we are, we're going one step further to, to help organizations. And we've recently brought in an in-house psychologist. So we are helping organizations really understand their teams, their management teams. We're doing a cognitive-based and behavioral-based assessments um, for businesses to understand, who do I have my team? Are they on the right seats, on the right bus, going to the right destination? And then we help them form a plan. So what's next? You know, you do all these assessments. Now what do I do? So now we're helping them formulate a plan to help them put the right people in the right seats on the right bus and helping them pave the way to a more robust procurement function. Well, so many topics there. I'm sure that our audience, our listeners here, will certainly want to continue the, the conversation with you. Um, so on that note, what's the best way to, to find you? How can they get in touch? Uh, you can find us You can find us on LinkedIn. Um, I'm very active on, uh, on LinkedIn. Um, you can look at my profile in Campbell McKenna. You can look at a website, which is sourceandsolve.com. And my contact details are on my LinkedIn profile as well. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you and looking forward to the next podcast and catching up again soon. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please don't forget to hit the like or subscribe button. Or for more information about us, visit our website, www.hicks.com.